All right, then. Are we ready? Sure. Hello, you little bastards. You've made it just in time for the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. A la Brewski. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to the show. You'll soon realize that Nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie. He's one of few that has never done anything wrong. Oh, there's a big part of me that likes to help elderly people across the street. Only I take them about halfway. <laughs> okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve is a guy that's exceptional. Exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot. But you will want him at every party. Who brings their mom to a party anyway? He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans. Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera. Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio and low-calorie butter. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. You're right, dude. We get it. Someone get me some Cheetos! Can we please move on, dude? You're right, okay? Let's get the podcast going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. I wonder how much Brewski's brain weighs, dude. Uh, <laughs> if we took it out and put it on a little scale, do you think it would weigh more than mine? It's mm, a good I question. Don't, I don't think so. Do you think useless information weighs more than practical information? <laughs> or exactly. What, what's your I, assertion? Brewski may have more than both if he's you know, challenging me to a duel. Yeah. No. I have said for years, Brewski, that my head is full of so much useless knowledge that if we didn't do what we do for a living, I don't know what point any of this would be but i'm with you that, that there's a reason why i do this and i don't actually have a, another career with skills and <laughs> i have a feeling dude if we uh, if we weren't doing this all three of us would be working at a car wash you know like uh, <laughs> that's probably the truth right probably uh, although yeah. today i'm working at a cat wash you can see uh oh. sparky back there going to town on himself looking yeah. a little pony back there right. dude Sparky's a dude. I'm jealous of his flexibility. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. Well, welcome to the show anyway. It's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. See our webpage, thevocalminority.net. And uh, yeah, you can see our socials right there. Indeed you can. Find us, share us. And speaking of my cat in the background there licking himself, don't you find it funny that every guy knows you can't blow yourself? How do you know that, guys? Because you tried. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've never <laughs> tried. Have you actually <laughs> tried? What? When I was like 13 and 14 for, uh, for yeah, it was a quest. You did? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just something in my mind that says, you can't bend that far, dude. Oh, come yeah, on. Don't Why even would try you have never tried? Because I know it's impossible. It's <laughs> no, impossible. Possible. And it's not impossible. Ron For Jeremy me. did. Ron it's Jeremy me. did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's plenty of people that have done it. And, and also, it's a little weird. I don't know that I can get myself excited. I think I'd just rather jerk it, but uh, I've never tried. But that would be like saying you don't want to give another guy a hand job. Of course you don't, but you'll do it to yourself because it's yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not a fan of putting my... I, I don't know how my wife puts her mouth on that thing, dude. To be honest with you, like, I don't want my mouth on it. I think we have the more raw end of the oral deal. You do? Yeah. I think that having something uh, solid and non-greasy uh, in my mouth does technically sound better than the flaps of slimy baloney that must men put up with and endure. I well, suppose. Yeah, but think about this though. <laughs> yeah. What if what if somebody is unsnipped 
And then she's got to like, you know, True. roll back, roll back the turtleneck. And let's just yeah. say that, that that dude isn't the cleanest guy and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know is, what I mean? Is that a deal breaker for you in porn? I don't like watching uncircumcised porn. Um, well, I, I always see it hard. I don't really see a limp. So mm-hmm. it doesn't look any different to me. But uh, uh, there, there are some European porn stars that even hard, the, it still covers almost half of the, the head. Wow. That's a big dude. Listen, when I watch porn, I want to envision myself in that role. Therefore, I will not watch uncircumcised porn. I will not watch condom-wearing porn. That's a buzzkill. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I will not watch uh, black dude porn. His junk black doesn't look Black or brown, like- right? Yeah. I need well, it to look like me. Sorry. Uh, it's not racist. I just need to envision myself. That's Steve all. watches uh, porn in a, in a pointy white cap. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> Yeah, KKK.XXX. <laughs> Should we talk about the worldwide? It's a phenomenon of people just nowadays eating booty. Do you, have you ever eaten butthole? Sure. You mean toss uh, salad? Yeah. Do you have you ever done it, Brisky? Yeah, I've tossed bottle lady salads. All right. So I mean, that would have to be like the grossest thing, technically speaking, right? No. A poop hole. I, number one, you have to be awesomely, amazingly clean, and number two, I have to really be into you. Okay, I agree. You got to really be into the woman, and it's certainly ideal if you've showered recently, like if you've been out hiking all day or something. Like, but you're really splitting hairs because the front door, the back door, there's a lot of contamination and grossness if she's all sweaty and work out but otherwise it's always been the same as my backdoor lovemaking philosophy like it's another tight hole they're an inch apart from each other why are we splitting hairs here well uh here's the thing you can take a shower and be all good in that holio the back hole but <laughs> yeah. you know uh i'm sure there's a large percentage of people that have entered the back hole and realized that it may not be clean six seven inches in oh sure oh. Yeah. Right. So my oral skills are not that deep or good, though. So, so you're not getting any poo on your tongue. No, no. it's exterior only. You don't put your tongue in and move. I your mean, head maybe like a, like a millimeter or something, but you can't get deep <laughs> penetration that way. Oh, Even boy, on the front yeah. door, I mean, that's hard to get deep in there. Your tongue's only so long. I yeah, go and, and inches at a time, dude. I go inches. I mean, I just uh, really make my tongue swell and go inches. Wow. Well, okay. did, ever, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> yeah, you ever see the 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 TV show Lock Up Raw on no. MSNBC? No, prison oh, stuff. Yeah, and there's this one guy uh, they call him the Booty Warrior, and he talks about how um, <laughs> yeah, he talks about what he does to um new prisoners, and he tells them that they have to lick his his backside and that sort of thing. He actually says. You can do it with syrup or jelly. He preferred syrup. So oh. they put syrup on it and, and lick it and that sort of thing. He wants you to get in there because at the same time, <laughs> it's so going gross. to stimulate his prostate so that he can blast off. Sure. Wow. I don't so know we, how you get penetration like that with your tongue, but okay. little syrup to sweeten the deal. 
Yeah, International House of Anal. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the other side of it. Do you enjoy getting your butt eaten? You know, here's the deal. In my early 20s, I had a girl that uh, was into that, and it it was fun. I don't don't discriminate. Trying to think who that would have been. It was the 35-year-old. Okay. Yeah, and, um, you know, she would be, uh, you know, combining everything down there, and it was okay. But now that I'm into my late 40s, I got issues going on down there. Just stay away. I don't, it's... Probably best that they don't. Same thing here. You know, when when I was in my 20s, it was something I enjoyed. Cute. You know? Right. Um, it hasn't well, aged well down there. Just leave no, it No, it, it, it hasn't. Especially if, if I just woke up, you don't want yeah. to go anywhere near there. What does that mean? <laughs> what, what does that have to do with any? What happens when you just wake up? Been all sweaty just, all night, or? yeah. And, and also, our bodies we tend to expel gas while we're sleeping, you know. Yeah, and you got yeah, you got swamp right. ass when you wake up, you know. And yeah, right. fair so enough. Back in my mid twenties, I hooked up with this older woman who wanted me to do that for her. Yeah, and something didn't feel right when I was down there. Oh boy, she said, "Oh, don't worry about that. That's that's just a couple of hemorrhoids." Right. Oh, dude, I threw, I just got nauseous, honestly nauseous from no, that. like little is, speed bags. Yeah, little, <laughs> like, little oh. speed bumps right there. Yeah. Yeah. No. <sighs> nope. I'm out like a trout. Hemorrhoids. Yeah. This is the kind of good knowledge and, uh, you know, information we like to pass along here on the vocal minority. So we are yeah. looking out for you. Um, I actually have a list here of uh, some basic facts. Uh, that they say a scary amount of people don't know, such as maybe some of the things we've been covering here. Avoid swamp ass, but if you're freshly showered, have at it. That's my philosophy. Poop has E. coli in it. Poop it is does. E. coli. Sure. And you don't go from the stink to the pink, but you can go from the pink to the stink. You know what I mean? If you don't respect the girl, dude. I mean, if you well, want to go No, from that's the respectful the way. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. A pink to stink, you're okay? Yeah. You just Once you go stink, you can't go back. So exactly. I thought we were splitting hairs. I thought it was all bacteria. Well, you're splitting hairs as far as uh, general playground, but you should practice good hygiene and not contaminate one to the other. All right. Question, where do we sit on ATM? Like Nick just said, if you really disrespect the woman, <laughs> I yeah, think, have right. at it. But yeah, I don't think any woman actually wants that. Some ladies like that sort of thing. Yeah. But also, we didn't well, realize yeah. that a lot, of, a lot of ladies these days like to have their mouths spit into, and while they're being choked... So. I was going to say, if she's requesting it, then uh, the spectrum is wide open. Sure. I, can't, I couldn't do that to anybody, dude. It's just, I just no, I couldn't do it and feel good about it. No. Now, what about a Dirty Sanchez? No, dude. I'm not putting poop on anyone's body <laughs> intentionally. Like, I wouldn't, I don't want to make just, a mustache. Just a, little, just a little mustache under the nose. Yeah, no. My philosophy is if she wants it, anything goes. But uh, otherwise, yeah, you should have some uh, some gentlemanly boundaries, I feel. If your girlfriend asked you, I've been craving a dirty Sanchez, you <laughs> would put your finger in her bum, pull out what poo you could, and make a mustache on her face with it? I'm here to please if you're asking for these things, oh, I suppose. But I've told the story on the show before that a woman asked me to... Uh, Oh, uh, paint her face, you know, give her a face. Right. And I had never done it before. And so I was like, okay, if you're asking for it, sure. And I did it. And I immediately felt terrible. Yeah. It was just so <laughs> demeaning, so terrible. And she's sitting there with her eyes closed, like, give me a towel. Like, So yeah. I felt terrible about it afterwards. But she asked for it. So, yeah, I'm a sport. I, I gave it a try. 
I, I need I need to ask is is this somebody recently like within the past 20 years it's post divorce okay that's that. all i need to know that's all i need to know that's all i need to know <laughs> but unfortunately my list got pretty long in my post divorce era i'm really disappointed with the numbers i racked up so um, you doubled your numbers i pretty much did i have yeah. to do the math but yeah a I, little horror i accumulated more than i had intended on so that's all right you're looking for love dude come on that's right you got to dirty Sanchez your way to love. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you do. So, all right. I've got this article here uh, by, this is going to sound like I'm swearing, Nashit Jane. Nashit. N-I-S-H-I-T. Nashit? Nashe. Okay. Nashe? Yes. <laughs> do do I have French. to censor what I just said? That's Nashe. I don't Nashe. think so. Nashe Jean. Uh, the topic is uh, basic facts that a scary amount of people don't know. I don't know if I agree with this or not, so I thought I'd just run through some of these things, and let's see if we agree with that or... If any of us have heard of these things or not. Let's do it. Did you know that scooping something out of a jar with a used spoon, meaning one you've already put in your mouth, it's yeah. going to make whatever's in that jar go bad quickly. Certainly yes. more quicker than it would naturally expire. You're putting bacteria in whatever you're putting into the jar, if it's been in your mouth anyway. Our mouths are dirty with bacteria, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, referencing our earlier discussion, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) this is why you don't go from the stink to the pink. (laughs) Right, yes. And you only uh, take one spoon bite, and once once it's touched your mouth, isn't this kind of like double dipping in the ranch dressing at the buffet or whatever at the party? Right. Okay. I didn't know, though, that, I mean, like, if I'm home alone in my own peanut butter jar, I use a spoon. And Which is fine if no one else is going to get into it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like no one else is going to eat it? it yeah. But it will go bad faster because you've put bacteria in it. That's interesting. I did not know that. Uh, are you aware that antibiotics do not work on viruses? Infection, right, is what they work on is infection. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess I knew that. A lot of people want antibiotics for everything. And there are even some types of things that doctors nowadays don't want to prescribe for because they're not worried about you. They're worried about society in general. As right. in the more antibiotics we prescribe, the more we all become immune to them, and then they don't work when we need them to. And, you know, it can cut both ways. That's a huge concern. I remember uh, for a while I had a tooth that has since been pulled, but it kept getting infected. And the doctor uh, gave me antibiotics for it twice, and uh, it got infected again, and I asked for antibiotics a third time. He was like, you'll become resistant to these antibiotics if I keep giving them to you. So you you can overtake antibiotics. Yeah. Did you know that antibiotics will make birth control pills ineffective? No. That's a good fact to stuff away in your sexual mind. You want to know how I know this? Did you blow it? It's why Neo exists in this world, my firstborn. Really? Yeah. So my ex-wife, she was on birth control, and, uh, you know, I was making direct deposits left and right. Yeah. And she got sick, and instead of going to the doctor, she had called her mom. And her mom was like, oh, what you've got, I just had it. I still have antibiotics left over. I'm just going to mail you the antibiotics. Now, Uh, a doctor would have stepped in and said, hey, by the way, if you're taking birth control pills, you should wear additional protection. Apparently, antibiotics take the pill from 90-something effective down to like, you know, 15% effective. I mean, it drops it way the hell down. Yeah. That's how we accidentally got pregnant. That's why my first morning exists, because antibiotics will defeat the birth control pill. 
Thank God for antibiotics, dude. For, I mean, we have Neo now, but it was a little surprise. Yes, it was. But and also, oh let's see if we can get your ex-wife's mom in trouble now for federally sending medication prescribed to her through the mail right now. Should we put her in prison? I think we should, yes. Let's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's pursue that. I have always said that Neo was meant to be in this world. Like, they defied all odds to come yes. into existence. Yes, yes. So, 100%. Uh, I think that kid is destined for good things. So I don't know if we should be thanking grandma or having her prosecuted for (laughs) playing doctor. Well, we're glad it happened the way it did, but that's a good fact to know. So be careful out there, men and women. Now, on a similar topic, uh, if you do not finish a round of medication, the infection can rebound. I've had yes. a lot of doctors tell me this, like, finish the entire bottle. Like, don't yes. even stop if you feel you... better. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't seem to know that. They just stop as soon as they feel better. I just freebase the first half of the bottle, and I figure that's more direct and effective. It probably gets it into your system faster. Right. I didn't know you were freebasing these days, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love freebasing amoxicillin. It's so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's very cleansing. So, all right. So, finish the entire round. Again, these are uh, basic facts that a scary amount of people don't seem to know. Did you know you cannot put out a grease fire uh, with water? Water, yeah. Yes, makes yeah. it worse. Right. I think that was common knowledge, actually. What should you use? I mean, you got to use, uh, take the oxygen out of the air with grease fires, right? Uh, I think baking soda. Yeah. Isn't that what you can put on it? Yeah, Baking well, soda, and then you got to cover it up, you know. Uh, yeah, put, a, put a lid on starve it. it. Yeah, put a lid yeah. on it. Starve the fire. Well, there you go. So here's the next one. If something is on fire in your oven, what are you supposed to do with it? I think you're supposed to not open the door. Correct. For the reason you decided. Let it burn. Let it suck all the oxygen out of the oven. It'll put itself out. A lot of people try to take it out and either dump it in the sink or cover it up or whatever. They say, just let it burn inside your oven. So I'm not supposed to open the door and urinate on it? No, it used to be the way to do it, but they've oh. since we got <laughs> they've better. updated that. Yeah. Smokey Bear used to recommend taking a dump on it. <laughs> you too can prevent forest fires by dumping in the woods. Right. All right. Here's some other things, uh, basic facts that people don't seem to understand. Tilt your head forward if you have a nosebleed. If you have a nosebleed, tilt mm. your head forward, not back. Tilting it back makes the blood go down your throat, which can cause you to start puking. I always put my head back. I've always put my head back, too, but I did know blood, when you swallow blood, it makes you nauseous. Whatever's inside your blood makes you nauseous, so it's not a good idea. The last time I had a bloody lip and a bloody nose, I put my head back because I was just bleeding everywhere. It was coming out of my nose, my top lip, everything. Are you opposed to eating your own blood? No, no, not at all. Do it all the time. Why do you eat blood all the time? <laughs> all the time? No, no like, <laughs> all I, the time I do it. If I get a cut on my yeah. finger or something like that, even though I'm putting lots of germs and bacteria into the cut itself, but that's right. the first thing I do. Well, then to circle back to our original discussion that started off the show, if you were somebody you love and trust, will you uh, get your red wings if it's her time uh-huh. of the month and she wants oral? No. No, <laughs> dude. No, okay. I will not. Listen, I'm not going to name names for sake of not embarrassing her, but uh, I was doing that once, and she didn't know she had just started her period. And, you know, lights are off, all that stuff. You're in the heat Mm. of the moment. I was probably a tequila shot or two in and didn't really realize. I didn't taste the difference, so I don't know. 
Uh, well, that's not good that you can't taste the difference. Did you run or did you finish? Were you a gentleman and a scholar? I was already finished by the time it really became uh, obvious to either of us. Ah, so, uh, yeah. all right. Well, but, mistakes happen, dude. Well, exactly. To me, it's all about comfort level with that woman. If it's some casual thing, which I you know, haven't done in forever, um, my threshold would be much, much lower. Yeah. But, as I've explained on the show, I watched my ex-wife go through childbirth. I saw things that I've never seen in horror <laughs> movies. So my, my bar is pretty high for what grosses me out nowadays. So, All right. Well. What? Happens to the best of us. I was just going to, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Got to be big boys here if we want to play. So Yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, basic facts that a scary amount of people don't know. This is an interesting one. Uh, let me just ask you, how long does it take the, for the Earth to do one complete uh, revolution? How long does it take for the Earth to complete one revolution around the sun? Around the sun? 365 days. Brewski? Uh, 24 hours. That's the confusion right there. Nick's well, correct. That. The Earth rotates once every 24 hours. That's day and night. But to go around the sun yes, takes the full year. 365. Yeah, it takes the yeah. full 365, right. yeah. And that's where a lot of people get confused. Is it a day or is it a year? And yeah. yeah it's, it's obviously a day for, you know, day and night, but going around the sun all the way. It's a long ways around the sun, dude. Yeah. 365 days worth. I should give you guys a challenge. Maybe we'll do this on one of the shows. Uh, the other day at dinner at my with my kids, my son had to take a civics test, the one that immigrants would have to take to get their citizenship. Okay. Oh, yeah. Testing? Right. And the teacher was trying to, you know, show a point of, A, it's not so easy, and B, uh, you know, how many of you who grew up here in America would be able to pass this test? Sure. And so um, he got, I think it was 17 out of 20, which was enough to make him a citizen, thankfully. <laughs> Almost lost Good. him We're, we're going to keep Crosby. All right. <laughs> right. Good. But Neo challenged me. Like, let's take a civics test online. Let's see. Uh better and we found some website that just had some standard sort of civics test and I, I will say a couple of the questions were weird like what's the longest river in america i don't know what that has to do with civics but mississippi um i'd have to recall I, missouri I, no i mississippi is what i picked i think it was wrong okay. but um yeah i got 45 out of 50 and neo got 44 out of 50 and they were not happy <laughs> oh yeah i bet not no you guys are both the exact same when it comes to competing right like wow well, that one question was flawed on the base. Sure. That sounds like a harness excuse, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'd do poorly, to be honest with you. Like, I think I'd be pretty close on a lot of it, but I I think that your kids would beat me. That is definitely possible. All right. These are uh, basic facts that a scary amount of people don't seem to know. Did you know that England and the United Kingdom are not the same thing? Yeah. Bruce Gear, are you aware of this fun? Well, fact? I mean, I know England is this country itself, and the United Kingdom is including Scotland and Wales and and Ireland. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird one that I don't understand how this is a thing. Basic facts that people should know: you should empty your vacuum cleaner regularly. Sure. Uh, how, how do you not empty it regularly? It, it won't keep picking stuff up if you don't. I'll tell you this, dude, that a lot of people have not moved into the current century. Uh, they still use a bag for a vacuum. Yeah. And those bags can take, uh, you know, some of them are two and a half feet long. So they could take a lot before you have to empty them. So well, I think it's a old school thing. 
But I would still argue you have to regularly, quote unquote, change the bag, even if it can go a month versus the bag list and only go a week or whatever. Like you still got to change. It's not working if you don't change it. every. I empty mine every time I vacuum. Is that the truth for you? I have to. Okay. Like I fill that thing up. And yeah, by the way, I have a a bagless vacuum cleaner and I hate it. I want one that has a bag. I don't want the chance to play with my dirt a second time. Yeah. What do you mean? You just pop open the lid and put it in the garbage. And a a, a dust cloud comes emanating out from it. And then you got to get in there. You got to scoop stuff out of it because chunks of hair get caught up in there. And like, I don't want to touch my dirt again. Put it in a bag, throw the bag away. No more dirt. Well, you want to ruin the environment and, uh, you know, make global warming happen sooner? Go ahead and keep printing paper, dude. That is my goal, yes. Aren't those bags made out of paper and aren't they biodegradable? No, Brewski, come on. They're not biodegradable. Quit. This is a fairy tale you're listening <laughs> How dare you, Brewski? I guess I, guess I, learned, I guess I learned something new today. <laughs> I would love to find bag vacuum cleaners still. They're almost impossible to find. Go to the thrift store, dude. Go to Goodwill. You'll find well, a wall of them. Well, believe it or not, there are still some places, some shops that actually repair vacuums. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Vacuums are so cheap. I just buy the. I mean, I know you can spend a lot on the really nice ones, but my I go to Walmart every six months and just buy a new one for seventy five bucks or whatever it is because they don't last. And I do empty my canister outside, by the way, but it still creates this dust cloud. I still got to get in there and get chunks of hair out. It's just gross. You got a tough life, dude. We get it. Okay. <laughs> you got a hard life. <laughs> we understand After that. vacuuming those... my mansion, I hate that I have to go out. <laughs> All right. Well, but, empty yeah. your vacuum once a week. Good to know. All right. Here's a fun one. You don't need apostrophes to make a word plural. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. This is the one you used as an example. And, like, when you say the reasoning behind it, I get it, and I feel like I know it. But I don't feel like I always do it. I feel like I make the error in real life. I mean, if something is plural, if there's more than one, you just have to add an S. But the whole... The one I get stuck on is whether the apostrophe goes before the S or after the S. If you're saying Steve's house... Is it S T E V E comma S yes. or S T V E S comma? No, no apostrophe. 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 Not, not a comma. Apostrophe. The apostrophe comes between the E and the S because you're showing possession at Steve's house. They're going to Steve's house. It only comes after. If I was going to say, like, my brother's name is Chris, and if I was saying Chris's, I could say C H R I S apostrophe, and it would mean Chris's house. You wouldn't have to add an extra S, right? Yeah. Is that how it works? So yes. it's, you only yeah. do the apostrophe after the S if it's already part of the word. Yes. Yep. And so, if you don't want to add an S like on Chris, it ends with an S. So you could put in an apostrophe just after the original S, and it would make it Chris's without the extra S. I am so lost now. So Chris's house would never be C-H-R-I-S apostrophe S. Nope. No nope. reason for a second S. None. Just an apostrophe. What if there's two Chris's? How do you write that? Uh, what do you mean? If oh, I'm talking like, about Christopher Reeve and Chris Kringle are hanging out, hey, look, it's the Chris's. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> dude. I'm not a professor. Maybe that would be a, an apostrophe es, but no apostrophe s. Apostrophe s, yeah. I did, yeah. I have never <laughs> talked about the Chris's, dude. <laughs> I've never been in that situation. I just do apostrophe s just as a default. I don't know. 
I had Damn. an English teacher once talk about the difference between who and whom, you know, yes. W-H-O and W-H-O-M. And yeah. he told me, when in doubt, use whom, because nobody knows the right answer. They'll assume you do if you're saying whom. That's probably true, because <laughs> I can't ever remember when I'm supposed to say it. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, so plural, no S, but 500 different reasons to add an apostrophe, apparently. English language is the most difficult, complex language that makes no sense on this planet. Yes, I agree. All right, here's an interesting one. I don't know if I agree with this or not. Basic facts that a scary amount of people don't know, that racing to the next traffic light will not save you time. In urban areas, speeding and racing to the next light will not save you any measurable time. With traffic and signals, it's impossible to change uh, your arrival time beyond a minute or two, but that's changing. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Those stoplights are in the day, in the rush hour anyway, all timed. I mean, they're, it's going to turn green at the same time. You get there faster, you're going to sit and wait. It's going to, it's timed, right? If you set an address in your GPS, and sometimes it'll say, like, your arrival time is one thirty. do you ever try as hard as you can to make it by one twenty-eight? Every time. And I almost and, always do. And but you never get more than a couple two minutes, right? right. I mean, you, yes. you, and that's the thing. I mean, if you're willing to risk your life for a two minute savings, <laughs> then go for it. But most of the time, two minutes tops. I did have a cop explain to me once that if you're going 65 miles an hour to get to your destination versus 75, maybe you get there a minute quicker. But now you've risked getting a speeding ticket. So is it really worth it to get there one minute earlier? Because that's all you're going to get there earlier. Yes. Yeah. Because you're looking at, you're you're saying uh, 70 miles an hour, hour increments. I mean, unless you're driving an hour, you could possibly get there 10 minutes earlier, I suppose. Right. But yeah. yes. Now, I had a cop in this town I live in, which is a small little town, tell me that the lights are set up on a timing where if you start at the one end of town and right as it turns green, if you stay at the speed limit, you will get through every single green light. However, if you're slowing down at all, you're going to hit one. No point in running the yellow, though, because the one that's next block down is just going to stop you, and the whole race starts over again. Yeah. But I took that as, okay, then if I go five miles over the speed limit, you're not going to pull me over, but I should be able to get ahead of each light and make it all the way through town effortlessly if I have fallen behind, because they're assuming yeah. you're the first car in line, not the 10th. But their time to the speed limit, if you're exceeding the speed limit, it's going to mess up the timing down the avenue at some point in time. Well, you should catch up. So if you're not the first one in line, if there's cars slowing you down, if you get around them and go a little over the speed limit, you should be able to now catch up and be the first in line at every light and hit every green. It's not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I think my math checks out. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, this is what I think. All right, Nick, you're brilliant. I'm wrong. All right, someone mark it down. I was wrong. Okay, we'll mark it down. Let's go I to the next one. hate that drop. Oh, <laughs> uh, What's a drop? All right, how about this one? Did you know that grapes are poisonous to dogs? Yes. Yeah. I give my dog wine all the time. Is that bad? You don't have a dog. Do you? <laughs> I mean, who, who are you giving wine to? My dog did die prematurely. This all makes sense now. <laughs> uh, no, I did know that. But Alexa, you're fantastic. Because anytime I'm cooking in the kitchen, I got leftovers or something. I can always ask, Alexa, can dogs eat such and such? And she will tell me, yay or nay. So uh, that's how I learned that dogs are allergic to grapes. 
Interesting. It says grapes in any portion and form, meaning grapes, jams, raisins, I would assume wine, are extremely poisonous to dogs and will damage their liver, not necessarily kill them. but Liver failure, yeah. Yeah. I know that animals like to drink radiator fluid. Apparently radiator fluid tastes really good. Who knew? It's, it's sweet. Fun fact, most uh, like watch batteries nowadays, the little silver discs, yeah. they're, they're coated in a non-poisonous uh, tart substance so that if a small mm. child or animal ever puts it in their mouth, they'll spit it out because yeah. swallowing a battery could kill you. So they coat it in a non-poisonous tart substance. So did Nintendo. Uh, the new Nintendo games are super small. They're not the old school cartridges. The little Wii games. Yeah, so those things are apparently coated in some substance that tastes terrible, so children will spit it out. Hey, have you ever put a coin in your mouth? Yeah, yeah, I have. Okay, they don't taste <laughs> good, right? Why? No, no, That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I've done it, though. I, I, I've done it, too. I once swallowed $2.89 and loose change as a child. For, on and purpose? I was three. What do you want me to? I don't know. I just found it and started eating it like candy. $2.89 in one sitting? Yes. Wow. Mostly quarters. All right. That's a very specific amount. How did you know it added up to that? Uh, because I had to go to the hospital. and they did to <laughs> make sure they... No, no, no. Like to they, make a they, deposit? They gave they, you credit they... off the bill for that amount. Obviously, I'm wearing a diaper because I'm three years old. And when I pooped everything out, they actually told my mother how much change they had actually uh, ingested. That is hilarious. That's a fun piggy bank. That's good. Yeah, yeah but, that is but you would something. Think, but you would think, though, after like the first or second coin, because coins taste awful, I would have just stopped. Right. Not me. Didn't you have to put pennies in your mouth? Years ago on the vocal minority, we had, uh, we had a cop <laughs> yeah. come in and administer breathalyzer <laughs> yeah. tests to see if we could do the urban legends on how to defeat a breathalyzer. And one of them is if you suck on a penny, it'll defeat yes. the breathalyzer. Yeah, because remember, that, that was the night that you guys had me getting drunk the entire night. Right. And Steve, and Steve wouldn't allow me to walk home. <laughs> I was so drunk. Steve was like, I'm not letting you walk up the hill. Yeah, oh, you were going to get raped, dude. I mean, you were out of it. <laughs> well, that, that hill is pretty big, and I was all over the place. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. funny. Uh, and that is a myth. Uh, pennies won't help in a breathalyzer scenario. Yes, that is true. This is under the topic of basic facts that a scary amount of people don't know. This sounds more like homophobia to me, if anything, but lesbian and gay men are not attracted to everyone of the same sex. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Why exactly. would that even have to be said? A lot of guys think that all gay men are attracted to all men. Like, every yeah. gay guy is going to come hit on me just because I'm a guy. They're, they're, I'm attracted to them. That's Completely just narrow-minded bigotry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I always tell them, I'm like, you're not, you're not attracted to every woman you see. Exactly. That's kind of a weird one to throw in what they call basic facts. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I find this one debatable. Uh, basic fact, retail and hospitality workers are doing the best they can. So cut them some slack. Not all the time. Of course not <laughs> I mean, all the time. No. Yeah, I mean, I've worked those positions. I didn't do my best all the time. I gave it away. It was about a 50% chance you got my best. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will tell you, you know, my ex-wife works at a tire store in retail. Uh, Neo is now working at a Mexican restaurant here in town. And I always tell people that work with the general public, like, I feel bad for you because a lot of people go in there and are just douchebags because yep. they feel entitled or whatever. Yeah. That's the bad side of things. But you also, yeah, you can't assume that 
every retail worker is doing the best they can? Hell no. No, dude. I mean, there's a difference. If you go in a restaurant and you realize, oh, these guys are busy, that person is doing the best they can. I mean, they're slammed, so they're doing good. But you can tell with the attitude if they're trying to do the best they can or not. And there's a lot of bastards that are working out there now. And yes. even from our generation that uh, are not doing their best and they make it very well known. I got a guy I buy cigarettes from every Sunday. He does the worst job. It's become so comical to me to be waited on him at this, you know, little mini mart to go get cigarettes. He has an Xbox hooked up to the TV right at the counter. <laughs> He's constantly watching movies. And, I mean, this guy always, I come in every Sunday, same time, because it's usually on the way home from my mother's house. I'll grab a pack of cigarettes. It's late night, so he knows me. He grabs the wrong cigarettes after I say him. He does the worst <laughs> job possible, right. and I have come to love it. I mean, I want him to be really bad at his job. I look forward to it. Well, because that's what you expect. I mean, it would seem mm. out of the ordinary if he did a good job. That's right. And that, by the way, does not entitle you, the customer, to now go off on the guy. No, no. I mean, he's making minimum wage. I, you know, does he really owe me his best? Right. <laughs> Come on. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of entitlement in retail businesses where people just feel they can abuse the crap out of you. This whole, the customer's always right. No, yeah. you're not. No. But, now, you know, but no, yeah, no. just because the person you don't think is doing the best job doesn't entitle you to go all caring on them and start going Serve on. me. I'm paying for this. Serve me. Yeah, exactly. So I would dispute that little fun fact. Uh, and I believe that brings us to the end of this list. All right. Well, so, we learned a couple of things. Hopefully, people learned. Indeed. Uh, I got another list we can kind of uh, bang through here if you want to talk about things that men find impossible to tell women. Uh, oh. I'm up for the challenge, okay? Yeah. Uh, I think that I won't have, well, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to have a problem saying this to any woman. This is a loaded one, and I'm not trying to start problems in my personal life, but the first thing on the list that men find impossible to tell women, I need some space. <laughs> mm, uh, you want it's to on the list. On I'm not trying one. to do anything here. Okay. Why don't uh, Brewski and I just take this one? Well, I'm let me this one out. <laughs> let me start off by saying this, and this, well, I feel like I can't talk about this without someone thinking that I'm talking to them. Now, listen, my girlfriend told me yesterday she wanted some space, and it started a whole thing, and so I don't know, but this is supposed to be me telling her I can't have space, according to this list. So This is my motto, and I'm just being honest here, okay? And this yeah. is just personally me. I don't take space. Like, I don't take space. I'm married, dude. I don't, you know, if I need to go be by myself i wouldn't say like i need some space like i'll go for a drive and go to the grocery store or something like i don't ask for space because we're married like we were in a relationship dude I, uh, space what is oh does it exist mm, it's fair your wife also works a lot i don't know that you need space you already have a lot of space she travels a lot you know i mean true if we get into an argument though and I need some space because there are times like if we're arguing and if the argument starts to be that we're like saying things that we don't want to to each other just to be mean, like I will take some space, but I just take it. I don't ask for it. Mm -hmm. I just why I just take it. Right. 
and it's usually a half an hour, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's that kind of space for sure. And I think that if you communicate that I need to take a little break or breather or whatever, I think that's fine. But, you know, someone like me, my my big hobby is riding my dirt bike. And so that is a form of asking for space. Like, I'm going to go take some me time. I'm I'm taking Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go ride the dirt bike. I'm going to be alone for that. Sure. Is that, should I feel guilty for that? Like, no. And no. I, I'm not implying anyone's ever guilt trip before it, but... Um, well, I take that back. My ex-wife used to guilt trip me for it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I felt like it's not that I want space from you, but this is a solo activity, and I'm going to be selfish, quote-unquote, and set aside some time to go do this. Yeah. yeah. But I did find it hard with her, for sure. Here's the uh, major question. Space. What does that mean? Well, does that mean a half an hour? Does that mean a month? I mean, saying I need space can mean several different things. I think it's more important when you ask for space to be direct about it. Uh, exactly. This is because that can be read into. You know what yes. I mean? That's what I've learned of late. You should probably define what you mean by space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I need a day or do you need a month? Like, are we talking about space space? Right. Yes, exactly. And it's and it's it's one thing to when you don't live with the person, it's easy enough to give them space. But when you live with the person, yeah. now it's it's like, how far away do I need to be? And like True. another room downstairs, yep. you know. Like when you're married, I mean, it, I would say for the most part, in a healthy relationship, you sleep in the same bed together. So yeah. if you need space, like does that? end at 10 o'clock when we both go to bed because i mean we don't i don't have to touch you you know but we're gonna be sleeping in the same bed is that space i don't know i learned from uh many 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 now years worth of uh, couple therapy spanning multiple relationships that um if an argument gets heated that it is definitely okay and a good idea to call for a timeout but you have to define it 20 minutes and after 20 minutes we're all coming back here and you should take the 20 minutes to try to de-escalate, take some deep breaths. What a lot of people do that's wrong is, I need space, and they just leave. And you're like, are you coming back in 20 minutes, in two hours? Are you coming back tomorrow? Like, you can't leave it open-ended. Yeah. And then maybe we never talk about it. We get up in the morning and everything's fine, right? Right. So, yeah. and the whole don't go to bed angry thing, sometimes, yeah, you do need to sleep on it. But you got to define that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Don't just vanish. And don't say something vague like, I need space, and then get upset when somebody doesn't text you because you asked for space. (laughs) (laughs) Next one on our story, please. Silence means silence. Sometimes silence is a way of relaxation. A person wants to remain silent to uh, extract his depression, or there may be no reason. Men get silent without any reason and without notice, but their partners, their wife, their girlfriend, etc., always take this as a negative, as a sign of separation or space. That's funny, dude. I, I don't want to call it a problem in my relationship, but there's definitely times where Rachel will ask me, like, are you mad at me? Like, you're being so quiet. And that is very true. It's I om- And I almost feel like in those moments, like, I can't entertain 24-7. Like, I have a bad day, too, where I and I just want to be in my thoughts, you know? Right. And I think comfortable silence, whether it's with a girlfriend or a buddy, is the sign of a strong relationship. Yeah. We don't have to yak the whole car ride or whatever. Like, you can sit and be <laughs> silent. It's okay. Yeah. And anytime someone's like, boy, this is awkward, the silence, I'm like, it wasn't awkward for me. You're feeling weird? That might be a sign of how you view our relationship. Because, yeah, comfortable silence. I heard Tina Fey years ago talk about 
you know, that she says some people will see an old couple in a restaurant and one's reading the news or one's on their phone and they're sitting there silent and people look at them like, oh boy, they're not talking. That's a sign of weakness. She was saying like, to me, that's a sign of what you're striving for, to be comfortable enough with someone where you can sit and read the newspaper separately, but together you don't have to talk the whole time. And it doesn't mean you're mad. It's just you're comfortable. Right. Silence is silence. So I don't know. Maybe this is a woman thing where they assume men are, you know, uh, giving them the silent treatment just because they're being silent. I don't know. And to be completely fair, I mean, I know there's times, too, where Rachel's had like a long week at work or something and she's being silent. And there have been times where I said, like, you know, are, are you upset with me? Everything okay?" And had that insecurity, too. So I think it goes both ways. But you're right. Being yeah. comfortable with silence is I mean, that's a sign of love, good connection, emotional maturity. Yep. Yep. Uh, next one on the list here, uh, things that men find impossible to tell women. Um, I'm not sure about this one. There are no double meanings. Uh, A man on an online platform shared that the uh, statement has no double meanings. Whatever I said is what I meant. Like, don't try to read between the lines. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes I do the (laughs) double meaning. Sometimes I'm passive aggressive, you know, like, uh, yeah. That's yeah. the problem. I used to tell my wife, like, don't listen to my tone. Like, if I told you I'm taking the garbage out, I'll take the garbage I don't like the way you said it. I said I was going to do it, right? Isn't that what matters? But I don't know. There's a lot of nuance in the way something is said, isn't there? Sure. Yeah. I, and, and a lot of the time, like I said, I mean to do it. And it may be petty, but it happens. And I know it happens with Rachel, too. I know it happens with us buddies, dude, that sometimes you say something I'll do it, but I want you to know that I'm not that happy about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Here's one that I know has, I think, come up on the show before, and we have uh, varying opinions on, that uh, uh, a female friend doesn't have to mean a girlfriend, that a man can have a female friend other than the wife or girlfriend, uh, but that a lot of women have a hard time accepting that. Uh. Sure, they do. It's insecurity, I would say. Or maybe you're not made to be trusted. Those are the only two reasons, really, I can think of, right? Like you've given a woman reasons not to trust you. and Yeah, maybe you've cheated in the past, and then maybe I'm not okay with you having girlfriends. Right, yeah. Or maybe this one particular woman that you're friends with that that you on and off have had things happen between you two, but now you're, you're just friends. Okay, well, you guys have had times in the past where you've kind of hooked up or uh, done this or done that. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? But now you're just friends. But I mean, there are a lot of people though that are really good friends with, with their exes. Right. And, 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 and I mean, not just because they have kids with them, but they, they're kind of mature enough to say, okay, you know, like uh, I have two friends, they started dating in high school, but they're still super, super tight because to each one of them, they're like family to one another. And there's nothing that's ever going to happen between them physically but they can have that type of relationship. Not everyone can. Right, right. Nick? Yeah, I mean, well, we all know my views on relationships. I have girlfriends that I've hooked up with, that I've dated, you know. Uh, I I don't know. I, I guess I feel like if everything's solid in your relationship, it shouldn't matter. If it's not yeah. solid, then you may have some issues. You may run into some issues. So, yeah. you, you, Maybe you're not with the right person. Yeah. I think it speaks to insecurities for sure. Uh, yeah. But what Brewski just brought up is a good nuance. Like, I have a, a friend named Emily that I've known since, you know, middle school. We've been buddies our entire lives. And I've had women have a problem with that. 
And I've always been like, we never hooked up. Like, it was never that. So I don't understand. It's not like an ex-girlfriend as opposed to an ex-wife where you have kids with or that kind of thing. Like, I I think the history does kind of come in play. Did you ever uh, make out with her or feel her boobs or anything? No, no. Hmm. This is a good for instance. Judy, my friend Judy. Yeah. uh, Went to the concert with her. (laughs) (laughs) Went to the concert with her this past weekend. Me, Rachel, Judy, and another friend of mine, Chris. I mean, Judy and I had makeout sessions back in high school. Rachel knows this. Long time ago. A long time ago, dude. I mean, we've both been married since and everything else. So, yeah, it was just kiddie stuff. I think it does depend on the relationship. You trust each other or not. And I guess, you know what, the truth be told, uh, I have the same trust in some of Rachel's. I'm friends with some of the people that I know she's hung out with and maybe not had sex with per se, but fooled around with, been a boyfriend or whatever. And if you trust each other, it's fine. So I may be getting myself in trouble here, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Um, I recently had a discussion with Dottie about... You know, hanging out with people of uh, the opposite gender. I found myself getting caught in a catch-22 that I had to acknowledge, basically, that, you know, she had dated a guy after her divorce, and um, this guy had kids, and her this guy's kids became friends with her kids, and they only dated a couple months, and it ended. Yeah. And we had had discussions before about both of our exes, our ex, my ex-wife, her ex-husband, are part of our lives because we had kids with them and we're still co-parenting. But sure. But why would any other ex still be part of your life? But then they all got together so the kids could play. And I had a like, why are you hanging out with your ex-boyfriend? Like, and she was like, it's for the kids, and I and I get that. But I found myself in this weird catch twenty-two of. Yeah. Okay, you used to do things with this guy, so I find it weird that you were hanging out with him. She has other guys, though, that are male friends of hers. And she basically said, like, are you saying I can't hang out with any man that would want to have sex with me? And my initial answer was, yeah, you shouldn't be. And she was like, you understand. Like, you saw Barbie, right? Every man wants to bang every woman. Every man looks at a woman that way and assesses her or whatever it is. So are you really saying that I can't hang out with anyone who's ever looked me up and down, any man I've ever caught staring at my ass or something? And I had to make the distinction of like, well, no, I guess I can't. That, that'd be a pretty broad category to, to isolate you from. Yeah, It would? Yes. yes. Any man that's ever stared at her butt or got caught looking at her boobs instead of her eyes? Like, What about if, they're still, if they still do it? They still do it? What do you mean? Yeah, what about they go hang out and go to a movie and he still stares at her butt? Knows he can't touch it, but he's like, ooh, you looking fine today. Are you okay with that? This gets into something we talked about on the show before, that to some level, guys are guys. Guys have two eyes. They're always looking at women on attractiveness. They're always assessing their bangability. That doesn't mean they're going to pursue her. But if I were to say that you can't hang out with any guy that's going to look at you and go, yeah, you got a nice ass there, like then she's not hanging out with any guys. And that's obviously not fair. It's just all about a respect thing, dude. I This is what I want. Rachel, you can hang out with anybody that respects you enough to respect me and our marriage. You know what I mean? Like, if they respect her, yeah. I'm assuming they're going to... Re- that means they respect me enough that we have a relationship and you're not going to do anything weird or, or think about stuff. Well, I well, can't be the thought police, 
obviously any guy she's friends with, if he's going to make a move on her, that's unacceptable. But if he just has two eyes and she, she's good looking and occasionally looks if she bends over, like, how, how, can, I, how can I prevent that from men? The chastity belt, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, so like, so when when I first started dating Jen, we were probably about four or five months in. We were just dating one another. Yeah. And she called me up one night, and this was before I moved in with her, obviously. And she's like, uh, "Hey, by by the way, uh, we can't do this certain thing tomorrow night." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's going out with the girls or something like that." She says, "Oh no, Roderick's coming over to watch a movie," and I was like. What? Who? Who's that? This was her ex-boyfriend that every so often she used to get together with and hook up with. Mm. And I was just like, listen, I don't feel comfortable with that. Oh, no. He's just going to come over and we're just going to watch a movie together. And I was just like, is he having a rough time or something? Or and she's like, no, no, no. He just called me out of the blue and wanted to know yeah. if I, uh, you yeah. know. And No, and, no, and- I don't <laughs> trust if there's a history there. Yeah, exactly. And, I and by the way, that, as I told Dottie, it's not I don't trust you. I don't trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And this is the thing that I'm talking about when I say about respect. Like, Judy, I would never ha- invite her over to watch a movie with me. Like, it's just, I mean, if I may invite her over to watch a movie with Rachel and I. Yeah. But I, I would never say, like, you come over. Rachel's out of town. You want to come over and watch a movie? Not that even anything would happen. I just don't think that it's very respectful towards Rachel. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, things that men find uh, difficult to tell women. Uh, your mobile phone password. Do you guys keep your password protected from others? From your I, dating life, you know, I don't. There's been times that I, uh, you know, Rachel will pick up my phone to go do something and see something, and she'll be like, "What's this all about?" I guess I'm fine with you looking through anything on my phone, but once you've done it and you're asking me about something, I've already given you complete access to my phone if you want to grab it. Like right. I don't want to be questioned about anything because there's nothing to be questioned about on there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I have uh, I've called people's bluffs. You know, my my last ex, uh, she was very untrusting and insecure, and she would try to like challenge me, like, "Can I look at your phone?" I'd say, "Go ahead." Doesn't even have a password. Look at it anytime Knock you want. Out. Go yeah. for it. And as soon as I call her bluff, she's like, "Oh no no no, I don't want to look." I'm like, "I want to invade but, your privacy." Right, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I kind of think you do. But yeah. But I'm not hiding anything, so you can know my password. I could care less. Yeah, I, that doesn't bother me either. It's because we're good people. That's right. I do think, though, that there needs to be uh, a line. Like, even though you're in a relationship with somebody, you do have a right to some sort of privacy. And, sure. and so, you know what I mean? Like, not everything is hers. And- Agreed. Yes, yes. Rachel yes. will come out of therapy, and I will always tell her, like, don't feel like you have to tell me everything you talked about in therapy. Like, if yeah. you want to talk about something, great. But if not, like, I completely get you not wanting to tell me everything. Yeah, right. exactly. I'll tell you a fun conundrum I've gotten myself in recently. Uh, the whole, like, go ahead and read my phone. Go ahead. Except Nick. Uh, Nick's like my life lawyer. He's got privileged information. <laughs> 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 I've had to explain that Nick is my my center, my ground. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly. I share it all with him. And it's not me trash talking or something. It's just me sharing with somebody who I trust to be a good sounding board. But it's like confessing to a priest. Like, I'm not talking to some woman I used to know and being flirty, but do I give Nick the entire bare-bones story, good, bad, and indifferent? Yeah, I do. And that's 
that's a filter I need. So I don't think you should be infringing on that relationship. Yeah, and I feel like uh, you should. Everyone should understand that somebody, uh, Rachel, my wife, needs somebody like that. She needs to be able to crap talk me to her friend once in a while, as long as it's all you know, simple stuff that you and I are talking about. It's not like we're talking out of school. It's nothing I wouldn't say in front of you if it really came down to it. But I need to vent. She needs to vent. We all need that. Yes. Well, I people always say, you know. Um, I'm looking for my best friend, you know, but I don't think that your significant other should be your best friend. You should actually have a real actual best friend that you were not romantically involved with or, yes. you, you know what I mean? Like be it, a, it could be a female, it could be a male, but you have that, that is your best friend. Yes. You're in relationship with me, but I am not your best friend and I shouldn't be your best friend. I think it's fair. I think in some ways your woman is your best friend, quote unquote, but not truly. Uh, it's splitting hairs, but they're your closest friend in some ways, but not always. And I think everyone should have someone outside of the relationship that they yes. can go talk to. And you may be fired up one day and say something that the next day you wouldn't agree with or whatever. So going back through texts with your BFF, like that is yeah. a slippery slope. And it is like a priest or a lawyer. Like, yeah. let me have one person I can just be unfiltered with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes Nick keeps me in check. Sometimes he agrees. And I think we kind of need that sounding board. I think it makes for a healthier relationship. Agreed. Absolutely. Otherwise, you just stuff it down, dude. You're still having those feelings. You're just not getting to bounce them off somebody. Right. And the last thing on the list I'm going to share is that men cannot read minds. And we have a hard time trying to tell our women, like, I need communication. Just, I can't figure it out. Just, I'm dumb guy. Tell me what you're trying to tell me. Just speak yeah. it clearly. <laughs> I need that, dude. Yeah. I can't read a mind. Right. Communication is key. Clarifying, not assuming someone understands what you meant. Like, yeah, men can't read minds. And by the way, guys, women can't either. So we need to be kind of clear about what we're trying to sure. convey yeah. as well. Cause yeah. Especially in the written word. Stop texting stuff if it's a sensitive topic. Like, get on a phone, get face-to-face, communicate. Text can leave so much open to interpretation, dude, of what was the tone of that? I take texts wrong all the time. I pick up the phone and I'm like, what did you mean by that? Just right. tell me. Yes. How do you feel about communication during sex? Like, do oh. you want feedback? Do you not want it? Does it hurt your manhood if she says faster, slower? I want it. I don't want to yeah. guess if, if you're uh, this is the last thing I want. If I'm doing something to you, especially if I think, oh, she's really into this and you're not. I hate that. I don't want to. Oh, let's not waste time here. I I don't have uh, I don't have all to give that I did when I was a young man. <laughs> like, I need some direction. Totally agree. I've had a lot of women say, like, I don't want to talk down to you or coach you. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't make me waste my time doing whatever. Tell me what you want. Yes. I love yeah. that, dude, because I don't. I If I'm doing something and I'm like, you know, maybe she tells me later, oh, I didn't, you know, next time try it like this. Tell me when I'm doing it, dude. I need In the moment. Yes. In the moment. I'm not too proud to change my technique. Totally agree. Bruski? I love it. 
because it's going to get you more excited, you feeling good, that means you're going to get more into it, which is going to then get me more excited and increase my pleasure as well while I'm taking care of you. Totally agree. My goodness. Tremendous play by Bruski. Perfect. I'll tell you an issue I've had of late is I need you to speak loudly. Like, I've been in a rock (laughs) band. I've been to a lot of concerts. Sometimes Dottie, like, whispers things, and I got to be like, what was that? Like, (laughs) Like, say that again. What was it? Tell me what you need. Like, just speak clearly. I appreciate your speaking, but... You got to speak clearly, okay? No sweet nothings. I need to direct concise communication. Yeah, you can whisper sweet nothings, but if you have an edict, an order, or something that'll feel well, speak in a clear toned voice. (laughs) (laughs) Steve needs hearing aids, Dottie. Right. It's been a lot of rock and roll in my life. That's a good sponsorship opportunity right there. (laughs) Yeah, let's get some hearing aids going on in this program. Yeah. It's not just for old men anymore. Lovers need them, too. All right, boys. Well, that'll do it for another episode of The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Volabruski. Indeed. Find us online at vocalminority.net. And for the love of God, find us on the socials and help spread it worldwide for us. There he goes. Say goodbye, Brisky. Goodbye, Brisky. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.